MLM Nation, episode 155. Have fun, and people want to be a part of something when they're having fun. If you can make people smile and happy and make them feel good, they're going to they're gonna come back. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. This show is brought to you by MLM Nation Insider. So what is Insider? Insider is a true university-style learning center and couldn't be further from any ordinary membership site or other MLM trainings. We just launched a new training center for all Insider members. Every aspect of this new environment and the trainings housed there were built for one reason. It's to give you a library of mini courses, what I call implementation guides, that have checklists and shortcuts. You can pick any area of network marketing that you want to improve in, such as social media, how to approach co-markets, how to create duplication, and find an implementation guide to get you up and running quickly. So I also host a special coaching webinar for insider members every week so you can join in on the fun and get solutions to any obstacles you may be facing in your business. So whatever you need help with, you can ask me. All you have to do is contact me through the special email address that only insider members have. And even if you can't make the webinar live, you can ask me a question and I'll answer it. And then you can listen to the recording 12 hours later. As an insider member, you'll also be able to connect with all the other insiders in our private Facebook group and at live MLM Nation events. I'll tell you, it's been a ton, a ton of fun. And then finally, as an insider member, you have access to over 30 issues of the official MLM Nation Insider Newsletter, where you get the latest tips on how to prospect, market yourself, time management tips, and much more. And for being a loyal listener of the MLM Nation Podcast, I wanted to give you a special opportunity to take a dollar test drive. You'll get access to all the MLM Nation Insider resources that I talked about for seven days for only $1. So head over to MLMNationInsider.com and I'll catch you there. So now, let's get ready for our guest today. Ready? Three. Two, one. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Lynn Bardowski. Lynn, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready. Lynn Bardowski has over 26 years of experience in the direct selling industry and has been awarded Top 100 Small Business Influencer. She's also the CEO and founder of The Million Dollar Party Girl. But don't let that nickname fool you. As a working mom, Lynn had the courage, vision, and belief to leave the safety net of a successful career and pursue her dream of, as she says in her own words, empowering women to discover their glow. Lynn overcame fear and failure to become a multi-million dollar revenue-generating direct sales leader. Lynn is also the author of the number one bestseller, Success Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl, and is a sought-after speaker and consultant. She's also been featured on a number of media channels, such as CBS, Fox, Forbes, Huffington Post, and more. So, Lynn, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across direct selling. Well, sure. Well, as you said, it's been 26 years. Hard to believe. So, I actually started in 1990. And it was uh, really more of a riches to rags story than the typical rags to riches. I was working full time with a successful corporate career, earning uh, what would be about a six figure income. 
in today's money. But like most people that get started in MLM or direct selling, the number one reason is typically because something in their life changed, right? And that was true for me. So after I had given birth to my second daughter, I really started to evaluate, you know, what did I want out of my life? Was I really happy working for someone else? And I really wanted to find something where I could be home, like many moms, you know, now we call them work-at-home moms, and find a business that I could do on my own terms and really define success in my own way. So that's how I got started in the MLM business. So how will you introduce it? A friend I tell you to go to a home party or did they just approach you? How did, how did it happen? That's exactly what happened. So my sister-in-law, which is very typical in direct selling, you know, you get an invitation from a family member or friend and there's a little bit of that obligation to go. And uh, back then I, I kind of described myself as a demo, demonstration snob because <laughs> I typically wouldn't have gone. I just was busy working full time with the kids and I just thought, you know, well, that's for women that don't have anything else to do. But little did I know that that's what I would be end up spending more than half my life doing. So I got an invitation in the mail and went like many people do. So did you join right away or it took you some time to get started? Well, it was one of those things where I walked in and just kind of knew in my gut that this is what I was supposed to be doing. I saw the women just having a great time, socializing, connecting, and... Never in a million years, if you told me that, that I, like I said, I'd spend almost half my life in direct sales, I would have told you you were, you were crazy. But just seeing it live and in person. So it was one of those things, and I think this is true for many people we meet along our journey, that they're thinking about it, but they never tell us. Hmm. That's and, a very good point, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's why you can never prejudge. So it was one of those things where I was thinking, hey, maybe this is it never really said anything, and then, of course, the whole ride home, you know, I'm having a whole conversation in my head, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to quit my job. This is it. And so excited, and then walked in the door and told my husband that I'd found the thing I was looking for and uh, was going to quit my job. And what was his reaction? No, you're not. <laughs> He's like, I don't think so. Because like many people, we had, you know, I was making great income. We had just bought this big house. Uh, I had a company car. So now it would mean I would need to buy a new car. I mean, all these things had to play in uh, to the financial part. And uh, so my my big bubble was burst pretty quickly, which I think also happens a lot in our business. You know, we're like, we're going to go do it. And then our friends and family say, what are you, nuts? And um, that's pretty much what happened to me. And he was, he's, he's still my, he's the CFO of my company today. So he's kind of the voice of reason. I'm the one that just wants to jump and jump in right away. And um, so I actually did both. So I did both for six months with the plan to build it up enough that I could leave my corporate career. And so it was really kind of sink or swim, fast and furious, get in, make it happen. And, um, and I did. In six months, I left my corporate career and have not looked back since. Wow. And let's go back to that home meeting because you just said that you never thought about it, but you were always thinking about You didn't even know, but it just triggered something in you, right? What yeah. was the main factor? You said it was like the fun, the atmosphere. Was that the thing that really drew you 
that what would be the I would say the number one factor? Obviously, the income and work, the flexibility. But was it the atmosphere that got you really interested in it? It was, and I think especially coming from the corporate career, which so many people do that get into our industry, it's such a whole different mentality. You know, there there is no people helping people be successful. It's kind of you against them, right? And very little recognition for your achievement. In fact, it's the opposite. They just keep, you know, they want more and more and more and more. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is, it was really, it was the empowerment that I felt in that room. Just the women feeling empowered and the social aspect, but, but kind of the whole picture. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I can't believe that this is what has presented itself to me. But so many times what we think it's going to look like is not what it ends up looking like. So I always encourage people to be open and to tune in because what you have in your head, it might show up as something completely different than what you imagine. And so it's really important to kind of tune in to your heart and your gut and recognize it when it happens. So I'm going to ask you for some uh, advice for our listeners because you brought up a really good point. The fun atmosphere, the social, is very, very different from a job, right? A job is like a dog-eat-dog sport. And here, obviously, everyone's having fun. So you're an expert at this. What are some things that people, our listeners can do immediately to make their meetings more fun? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, my brand is Million Dollar Party Girl. So it's, all, <laughs> it's party, right? It's all about the fun. If it's not fun, who really wants to do it? You know, life is just so short. Well, I mean, it starts with everything, honestly. It's from, you know, how the name of the event, right? So right away, you know, so many times in our industry, people use industry jargon like opportunity meeting, you know, Um don't use those because nobody wants to go to a meeting, right? So, you you know, if you theme it, they will come. If you whine it, they will come, especially when it comes to women. So um, I'm all about swag bags, recognition, theming it so that it's, you know, really fun from the beginning. And don't be afraid to be a little bit um, silly. You know, don't take yourself so seriously, and um, I actually got to interview Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank on my podcast. And she, we, we talked about that we use similar recognition in her real estate business. She would give out these huge ribbons. She said they look like, you know, you'd get it at a, like a horse would get it at a, at, for being the, you know, top horse. They were that big. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I used to give out ribbons all the time, too. And, you know, almost like kind of going back to grade school when you got that little gold sticker, you know, and you'd put it on the refrigerator. And we just don't get that kind of acknowledgement anymore. And so it, it's so powerful. And it's all about just really making people feel good and have fun. Yeah. And let me ask you, just for the listeners who don't know, what's a swag bag? Oh, gosh. You've got to get swag bags. So if you watch the Oscars on Sunday night... All they talk about are the swag bags, which is kind of the fun gift bags that the nominees get that they typically have like $100,000 worth of goodies in them. So mine do not have $100,000 <laughs> worth of goodies. But, you know, you, it's, again, it's really all about how you make people feel. And so, I, for example, I just had a customer event at my house two weeks ago, and they all got a swag bag, and it was a gift bag. I literally got the gift bags from the dollar store. So, right, you don't 
and most of the thing in the gift bag, actually, I got at the dollar store. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. It's, you know, it could have candy, uh, you know, little, just little fun things that are kind of surprise presents that you give people. So, hmm. And then talking about themes, what are some themes you've done? And what's, the, what's the, probably the most effective and successful theme you've done? I guess in terms of people showing up and getting great results afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I do theme everything. I actually have a blog of like 50 theme ideas because I do think, you, you know, I teach a lot about that, that people, your event title really has to tell people what's in it for them, right? That's kind of sales I want. When I want, what's in it for me? So, I really tie tie to um, my themes into holidays, occasions, what's trending. So, for example, it's Oscars Sunday night, right? So you could even put together a quick, fun. It could be a virtual event that you think you know your red carpet special, right? You can have some really kind of fun red carpet themes. So. I usually tie it in with what's happening. So what, probably one of my best examples, when my book came out, I, I call my, my tribe of followers visionistas. And I actually define the word visionista in my book as women that know who they are, where they're going, and guide their tribe of leading ladies to the top. So it's a big part of kind of women stepping into their power. And so... I had a big book launch. We actually sold out to launch my book. We had, we, it was called Visionistas in Pink was the theme of the event. And all kinds of women business owners came. We had it at this amazing mansion because I'm a million dollar party girl. So I had to host it at a million dollar mansion. And um, the house was lit up in pink. And it was pink because it was in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we actually tied it into a charity, and I had a local charity that was raising money for breast cancer awareness came out. We made a big donation to them. Everybody got a signed copy of my book. I had a caterer. It was just a super fabulous event. Um, So that's probably one of my most successful events. And again, we just themed it Visionistas in Pink. And we even had a shoe contest called Best in Shoe. And... We had somebody come judge the women, and we had different categories, like, you know, look for less, or ballet flats, or boots, and they just had so much fun with it. It was like a whole social media buzz going on. Oh my goodness, this sounds so much fun. Um, It's so cool. Like You also talk about silly things you do. So what is the silliest thing you've ever done at these parties? Oh my goodness. Probably the silliest thing I've ever done is um, during an incentive trip promotion. You know, a lot of uh, direct sales and network marketing have incentive trips. And I have a huge, big pair of sunglasses. Do you know what I'm talking about? They look like like they're huge. <laughs> yeah. And so I will wear them at my parties when I'm talking about, you know, the lifestyle and the incentive trip that you can earn as, as being a part of being in our, our industry. So uh, sometimes I'll put a clown nose on during a training event, you know, just to be silly fun. So, you know, you, you know, I've worn a red wig at one time. We had a red hot event 
and I wore a red wig for the Red Hot event. Hmm. Now, what would the that sounds really interesting? Like uh, I'd love to check them out. What would you say to some of the listeners? That's like, oh, but we want that doesn't sound professional. I would be wouldn't be. Is it because you do that? Because you know exactly who your target market is, and that actually that's what they like. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, if somebody said to me that's not professional, then I would say good. <laughs> that would be my answer because. We're entrepreneurs. I mean, this is the entrepreneur lifestyle. People are doing this because they're fed up with being professional, right? And being, you know, you've got to be kind of walking the line and and kind of playing that political game that you have to play in the corporate world. And, you know, the entrepreneur life is the opposite of that. It's really just being authentic, being who you are. And, uh, you know, of course, yes, I am professional, but I definitely think there's room in that space to... Have fun, and people want to be a part of something when they're having fun. If you can make people smile and happy and make them feel good, they're gonna they're gonna come back. Yeah, I think it's genius. It's just like uh, Southwest Airlines, right? People, um, you know, these are business travelers. They're in suits. They are in Southwest. People think they're crazy, but they make you laugh. They dress in Hawaiian shirts, but they're the only. I think the only airline that's profitable, right? So, it definitely makes a lot of sense. And I love your answer. If you think it's not professional, then that's not good. the person. Yeah, good. I love that. I love the great, I'm not great trying to be, you know, that's corporate America. And, you know, people that are attracted to the, to our industry are attracted because they're sick of corporate America. So I would say good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, take, take off your tie and relax. <laughs> um, now, when you shared your story, you said you went from riches to rags. So that meant that when you first started, when, when, the day you got started, you had some challenges. So can you share some of the challenges you had and, and how you overcame them? Yeah, absolutely. So that obviously was a huge challenge. Most people are starting uh, you know, our business because they want to make more income. I was already making a great income, um, like I said, equivalent to six figures. So that was obviously a big challenge to do without. And um, there's things that many people might not be willing to do that I had to do in terms of giving up the stuff, you know, the stuff that that kind of money bought and shopping at bargain stores instead of department stores. I mean, we literally cut back on every possible expense so that we could just pay the mortgage. I mean, there was a time during my first year or two that I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to pay the mortgage. I went from driving a BMW to, you know, a used clunker. And I'm sure my neighbors were talking about me, right? They're probably like, oh, what happened to her? She probably got laid off. And, you know, they didn't know that was actually my choice. I was doing this because this is what I wanted to do. So you really have to be willing to give up your stuff and not care what other people think to really go all in on your dream. What is, in your 26 years, what is the worst moment for you in direct selling where it was like the toughest time so bad that most people would quit but somehow you kept going and as a result you learned valuable lessons and you are where you are today yeah that's true I mean it is uh, you know it's a whole lot easier to throw in the towel and trust me there were times when I was very close to throwing in the towel but at the end of the day you've got to you know go back to your passion and why you know it's always going back to your why and if the why is strong enough, you'll stick in there. 
So, so can you share a story? Your worst, worst moment? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's got a whole chapter in my book, actually. So my worst moment, I was, as I mentioned, fast and furious. And I think when you, when I left my job, I had to make it work. So. In hindsight, that was actually a blessing because if I had kept my career, a lot of people are doing working and then working their direct sales or, you know, their MLM business kind of as a side hustle, right? And saying they can never leave their full-time job. Well, guess what? If you leave your full-time job, your side hustle, you'll figure out how to make it your full-time hustle and make it work. So I actually, within my first two and a half three years, got to the highest level of the company. I was one of only about nine leaders in the entire company back then to reach that level. So I thought I had made it. I was like, oh my gosh, I worked my butt off. And here is the light at the end of the tunnel. I can breathe. I can relax. I did it. And within a year of that moment, I almost lost my complete business. I had leader after leader leave for all different reasons. It doesn't really matter what the reason was um, and fell back. I went from the highest level in, in the company to basically the very first kind of bottom level of leadership within a year of getting to the top. And that was really my most worst moment. So when that happens and compared to your secure corporate job, what was the internal self-talk that kept you in the profession? Because a lot of people are like, you know, you worked so hard, you got to the top, and, and then now you're basically with nothing, right? What yeah. was the self-talk that was going inside your mind that kept you going? Well, actually, my self-talk didn't want to keep going. I really had a, I, I call it my pity festival. I didn't have a pity party. I had a pity festival, and it lasted for about a year. So um, it's probably it's probably one of my most challenging years of my life, but also I learned so many lessons. So first, you go through, you know, why is this happening to me, and how could I work so hard to have lose, you know, everything I've worked for? Then you start blaming everybody around you, right? It's the company, it's the people, it's the economy. It's got to be something. It can't be us. And then finally, I took a big look in the mirror. And um, I learned really three key lessons. And that's why I kept at, kept, kept at it. So what so, were the three lessons that you learned? So number one, I learned that as an entrepreneur, there is never a final destination. And I didn't know that because I came from the corporate career, right? Where you worked your way up that ladder and you got to the top and you were good to go. And so I learned a big lesson. Guess what? You never, ever arrive. Surprise. <laughs> you never arrive when you're an entrepreneur. So absolutely celebrate success. Definitely, you know, pop that bubbly, enjoy it, celebrate it. But guess what? The next morning, wake up and figure out what your next thing is that you're going to do and get back to work. So the reason it fell apart so quickly was because I took that deep breath. And I stopped doing what got me there. Um, and then the second thing I learned is that failure is an event. And I really let it get to me that I was a failure. Right? That, that's kind of how we're taught. You fail or you succeed. I didn't know that 
failure is actually part of the success process and that the only way to succeed is to have failures and then learn and get back and, and go back at it again. So it's an event. It's not who you are, right? It's like a one-time one thing and then you figure it out and then you, you get back to doing what got you there. And then last I learned that um, ego is probably the biggest destroyer of, of our dreams. So I really let my ego come into play. I stopped attending the conferences and the training events because I because of my ego because I thought what are people going to think about me you know how could I have gotten to the top and then have lost it all I know they're talking about me you know we think all these things in our head but the reality is nobody's thinking that right they've got their own stuff to worry about and so when you can let go of your ego then you will really be able to move past and just let it go Mm, those are really valuable lessons. ML Nation, just hit the rewind button for a couple minutes. Go back to the three big lessons that Lynn learned during her pity festival that she called her one year. And then that, that basically turned her business around. Now, Lynn, um, getting back to number one, you talked about there's never a final destination. There's one thing I really admire and respect you is you've been 26 years with the same company, which is really a rarity and it's really uh, something I really look up to you about, 26 years, one company. So what drives you and motivates you today? Because you're obviously you're at the top. What keeps you going? Yeah, you know, it's uh, because I have found my passion. I, lo- I absolutely love what I do. I still, you know, I can't sleep at night sometimes because I've got ideas going through my head. And I wake up the next morning super excited to implement them. And so it's really um, just... And it sounds a little cliche, but, you know, we get to transform lives on a daily basis doing what we do. And that's what keeps me coming back and what has really driven um, everything I've done is just seeing the power of what this kind of business can do for people, how it empowers people. And they learn skills they never knew they had. They build their confidence, their self-esteem. And those are things that you can never put a price on. You know, it's above and beyond the monetary. In your 26 years, how have you seen the direct selling industry change? And do you see people more open to it now than when you started in 1990? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, um, and it's, it's still, I feel like there's still a little stigma, you know, when you tell people that, you know, that we're in our industry. But guess what? Every industry has its stigmas, whether you're, you could be a lawyer and the same thing, right? People think you're a cheater and a liar, right? If you're in the law business. So every industry has their stigmas. But um, the biggest change is, so when I started, I was actually one of the first women that came from a successful corporate career into direct selling. Prior to that, it was more, um, you know, the homemaker, the hobbyist, the stay-at-home mom that was doing it to get out of the house, to earn some extra fun money for herself. And now, many of the women that I work with in my industry, you know, they're college-educated. And especially the young women really are embracing direct selling and network marketing as their future because they have seen their parents not be able to have the American dream that we were sold on, right? We were kind of the first generation that 
didn't work for a company and get a pension and retire, you know, with the Rolex watch. So they saw that firsthand that, oh my gosh, my parents are losing their jobs in their fifties and not retiring with a pension. And now some, sometimes it's the retirees that are actually getting into our industry because they don't have the financial, you know, program or setup that they thought they were once going to have. So the young kids today are really embracing it. They're jumping in and many of them are working their full-time job and they've got their, you know, their side hustle, as I like to say it, in network marketing and, and direct sales. So it's definitely completely changed. And a lot of it is happening online now, which of course we didn't even have that back when I started. Mm. It's really uh, refreshing to hear your experience because a lot of the leaders that we've interviewed on the show are like, they had successful corporate careers or they were successful business women or, or, you know, they had businesses uh, or, or businessmen, I should say. So it's, it's very interesting to hear that back 26 years ago, it wasn't the case. You were like an exception. While now it seems that like everyone who's really successful, they were actually more, I would say, um, more common now. To people like the people who get it, the entrepreneurs who join into the business. Yes, definitely. People, you know, they see it happening and they see their friends having great success. And so a lot of that stigma is not here anymore. You know, when I told my parents I was leaving my job to start a direct sales business, they were mortified. They said, you know, they were like, what? Hmm. <laughs> you know, because in their mind, in their eyes, it was a huge step down from what I had achieved. Yeah. Now let's share another story. Take us to the time that you consider your proudest moment in network marketing. Um, yeah, well, you know, for me, it's really about the lives that I've impacted. And some of my proudest moments are when I get, you know, for me, it's kind of the simple stuff. It's when I get a card in the mail from somebody that maybe I haven't even heard from in a long time. Or many times now, it's a Facebook message. And it's a kind of like a blast from the past. And somebody will reach out to me and say, hey, you probably don't remember me, but you were my leader or I was part of your lineage 15 years ago. And I just wanted to reach out to tell you that I learned so much and I really built my confidence. And now here's what I'm doing today. And, you know, those little signs that show up and just let you know that you're on the right path and just, you know, they tell me I made their day, and they're actually making my day. So it's really those little, those little notes we get mm. in direct sales and network marketing as leaders that just make me proud of what I do every day. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, Lynn. Sure. And one of them is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, Okay. Um, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your life on fire. I like that. And I the love next, that one. And the, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, who's that one by? That's Jennifer Lee. She's actually the first woman director uh, at Disney Animation, and she directed Frozen, the Frozen movie. Hmm. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful over the years? I think the best habit that really kind of separates the um, successful people in, in our industry is focusing on money-making activities. If you, can, if you can make that a habit every day that, you know, is what I'm doing, building my business, is it making my money? And if the answer is not yes, then delegate it or dump it. So give an example. Uh, 
for those who are not 100% sure, what are money-making activities? Anything that makes you money. <laughs> so, so I'll give you an example. You know, in direct sales, we book part, we book home parties, right? So the number one activity is you gotta, you have to be booking home parties. So if you don't have a network to do that, then your first activity should be networking. That's that is a money making activity. Well, instead, sometimes you know, there's other things we could be doing. Maybe we're making up party packets or wrapping door prizes. You know, kind of doing the task work that until you have parties, you don't really need to do those things. So it's kind of looking at what what do I need to do right now today that's going to get me to where I need to be in the future. Mm. Or like sorting business cards. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And people will tell me, oh my gosh, I was so busy all day today. I'm like, well, what did you, how many parties did you book? Oh, well, none. <laughs> well, the, I was the, busy getting ready to get ready. I, that's exactly <laughs> it. So it gives us a false sense that we're super busy and we're working, or maybe we were on Facebook all day, but guess what? If it doesn't make you money, then don't do it. Yeah, and Facebook's a great tool, but a lot of times it can get carried away. You're messaging everyone on Facebook, but you have never booked the meeting yet. So Yeah, exactly. You know, get out of the house and go hand out some samples or go to a networking meeting, go go meet somebody, and then then you're gonna grow your business. Lynn, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best advice I ever got, and you probably have heard this before yourself, is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And what's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested, uh, what do you do? Do you directly invite to a home meeting or do you send a link to an online video or do you meet them at Starbucks and do a one-on-one or do you do a Skype call, a webinar? What do you use? Yeah, I do like to do one-on-one. Um, I mean, you know, I think, again, this is changing with technology and social media. I used to send videos, but I feel like that's kind of gotten too um, overkill now. You know, now it's like somebody wants to send me a video. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to look at your video. Give me a call. So I just have a, a go-to question that when somebody is interested and actually, the question is, tell me what interests you most about the business. And so they usually sponsor themselves when you ask them that question. They'll tell you all about why they should be doing it. And that will guide you as to your follow-up. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I've got a lot. Probably my top one um, that I use all the time because, again, uh, in direct sales, we do a lot of parties. We do a lot of online parties, and we, we run a lot of our business on Facebook in our group pages. You know, that's how we're motivating our teams now is through these group pages. So I use a tool called CinchShare, C-I-N-C-H-S-H-A-R-E, one word, and it is an amazing scheduling tool that allows you to schedule posts, not just to face, not just to a, like a Facebook, you know, business page, but to a group and to a Facebook event or party. Mm, very cool. Um, this is probably a little longer question, but you wrote the book Success Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl. So can you t- just share with the listeners a little bit about the book? And what's it about, and what they can learn from it, what can get, what they can get out of it. 
Sure, sure. So the book is really, you know, it's a real life story. Obviously, it's a really about the journey. And I mentioned earlier, I've got a whole chapter about, you know, overcoming failure. So it's my top 10 secrets of what it takes to build a multi-million dollar direct sales business. And it's less kind of the small stuff and more of the bigger stuff, the mindset, overcoming failure, building your belief. Uh, there is some marketing in there and then really how to create the bigger vision. And I think that's what separates the people that get to that highest level. You've, you have to start with your vision and then set your goals from there. And so many times when I ask people what their vision is, they will typically give me a goal. So I don't think it's something we teach enough is even how to start, how to create a vision. Very cool. And ML Nation, we will include a link to the show notes page so you can check out Lynn's book. Just uh, go to mlnation.net. Just search for Lynn at the search bar, L-Y-N-N. The show notes page will pop up, and then in there you get the link to, so you can get check out the book. And um, so, Lynn, the next question is, aside from your book, what is one other book you could recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, I'm a big reader. I actually talk about that in the book, too. I do think you need to be a lifelong learner uh, to achieve any kind of success in life. And so I would say the one book that's had the biggest impact, I actually read it as a teenager, and it's a book written in 1940. Do you know what it is? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, that's one of them. But Thinking Grow Rich. One. Yes, Thinking Grow Rich. So Napoleon Hill... For, for me, it's kind of like, the, you know, the book, The Secret. It's like The Secret before The Secret came out. Yeah. It's really the original secret. And it really is all about mindset. And that's, you know, 99% of what we do has to do with what's going on in our head. That's good. You know, out of, of 154 uh, interviews, you're the first one to actually put me on the spot to think if I could get that book. And I answered it wrong. So. Oh, well, I'm excited. I put Simon on the spot. Yeah, but actually, now that I think back, like I actually read Dale Carnegie's biography. His book came out a little early, I think the 20s, right, 30s. But I think I'm Rich came in. You said 1940? That's the book? 1940. 1940. If, yeah. I, if I'm right, it might have even been like mid-30s. But um, yeah, it's really amazing. That book is still as relevant today. You know, here we are, how many years later? And it's still a top bestseller. Talk about, you know, a one-hit wonder. It's still a top bestseller. Yeah. And uh, ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to the show. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audio book like Think and Go Rich for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, Lynn, here's the last question, the million-dollar question for the million-dollar party girl. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Before we go to the million-dollar question, you already know the importance of recruiting, and if you can't sponsor, you simply will never earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will teach you the skills to easily approach any prospect, and especially how to open a conversation with people who are smart and have good business skills. These are the people who will be your future leaders. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you learn how to avoid the five deadly prospecting mistakes and I'll give you three simple scripts on how to properly approach anyone, whether the cold market or warm market. You can register for free at sponsoringworkshop.com. That is www.sponsoringworkshop.com. 
This is the training to help me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcasts for you. Not only will you know how to properly approach and present, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes to get prospects to sign up. This is the same script that I used to sign up one of my party animal friends who's now a Diamond Director, Million Dollar Club member, and a stay-at-home dad with his two kids. So go register for this webinar now at SponsoringWorkshop.com. This training is so important that I made it available at four different times for you. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, you can access it live. So go to SponsoringWorkshop.com and register today. Okay, Million Dollar Party Girl, you got this question. Imagine you had to start all over again. You have your 26 years of experience, but you knew no one. So you didn't know your husband, you don't know your daughters, your contact list was zero, but all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects or the first place you'll go to meet people and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, I am a 21st century kind of girl. So the first thing I would do in today's world is get on Periscope. And I would live stream out to a global audience, you know, my whole vision of what I was doing where and where I was going. So that's the first thing I would do. Periscope is just an amazing tool we have um, to connect, like I said, you know, worldwide. And then I would do old, old school grassroots marketing, which I also love too. You know, just getting out networking, finding people to collaborate with, vendor events, handing out samples, just kind of hit, go out there and hit the ground and get some boots on the ground. Fantastic. Uh, Lynn, as we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you and contact you? Yeah, my best, you know, words of advice is don't quit. You know, so many times I talk to people in in our business and they're so frustrated because they had great success and then maybe this year they're rebuilding. Um, And like I said, I've been there, done that. But if you stay the course, you focus on business building activities, stay consistent. Uh, Don't worry about what happened yesterday or look behind you. Just keep looking forward and keep going and find those mentors that are going to really support you and believe in you when maybe other people aren't. And then you can find me. I'm really easy to find. Uh, you Google me, obviously. You can read my blog. I've got tons of free content on my blog at milliondollarpartygirl.com. Just spell it all out. And then if you're on Periscope, tune in because I'm scoping all the time. And you can find me on Periscope at my name, Lynn Bardowski. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Lynn Bardowski. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Lynn, L-Y-N-N, at the search bar. And the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Lynn shared will be right there. In order to be successful in direct selling, you must help others. So Lynn, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Lynn, and God bless you. Thanks, Simon. Have a great week. Hey, this is Simon, and we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to share my secret and how I learn so quickly and quote-unquote read over 80 books a year. But before I do that, I want to highlight three of the most popular books that have been recommended by the leaders featured on MLM Nation. The first one is one of my all-time favorites. Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. That book helped me overcome the frustration in my first year, and every distributor should read it. 
The second book is The Slight Edge by Jeff Osen. That book really expanded my mind on what it takes to be successful. And finally, GoPro by Eric Worre. This has been one of the most popular MLM books in recent years, and arguably you can say it's one of the best ever. So now, let's be honest. How many of you know that leaders are readers, but you just don't like to read? Or if you're like me, I want to read, but I can only focus for about 10 minutes and then my mind starts wandering and it gets really, really boring. So here's the secret to how I can learn so much even though I can't focus. It's with audiobooks. You know, I love audiobooks. I've been listening to them ever since I got my first iPod in 2005. I listen to audiobooks when I walk my dog, when I go running, when I drive, when I do dishes and errands. Yes, I still have to do those and so on. And now, as a listener to MLM Nation podcast, you can get a free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. You can choose one of the top three books I just recommended or any other book you want. In fact, you can choose over 180,000 different books. It is really cool. So it's that simple. It's very easy. Just go to MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com and grab your free audiobook today. Enjoy it and happy learning. MLM Nation, the million dollar party girl. Was that good or what? I mean, the main lesson, we're going to do a quick recap and review here, is make it fun, fun, fun. You know, sometimes, I know when I got started in this business, I came from the NBA sports uh, background. And even though, you know, I worked for the NBA, the league, and then became an agent, but it's very serious, especially at the NBA, very corporate. And I used to lead my team that way. And you know what it was? It just scared people away. So Lynn brought a really good point that make it fun because, People are tired, right? Especially if you're tracking corporate people, they're tired of the, the you know the professional dress and all the, all the seriousness and like the politicking, the you know the office politics and all that. They wanted fun. So, so here's some tips to make your events fun. Number one, name an event, right? Not just a meeting. Come up with some creative name, right? Be creative. Uh, number two, recognition. Right, Re- obviously, you ML Nation, you probably know this. Give recognize, give certificates. Marina Simone in previous episodes talked about giving certificates, awards. Uh, you know, she talked to Barbara Corporate, give big ribbons, give recognition. Number three, swag bags. Right, and you know, people like swag bags. You know, my kids that go to the birthday party, they they love swag bags. It could be the simplest, silliest thing. And a weddings, you know, just like wedding favors, people like those little gadgets and stuff. Swag bags. Uh, number four is themes. I love like the holiday theme and find out what's trending. They, they had the, the pink event because of Breast uh, Cancer Awareness Month. That was back in October. So a lot of different themes you can do. I've seen leaders do like Star when the launch of the Star Wars movie. They did like a Star Wars theme, right? So be creative and also be silly. Just be silly. Make it fun. People like fun, and especially like Gen Y. I, I realized Gen Y. They don't like structure. They don't like the corporate world. They're tired of that. They've seen their parents and grandparents kind of betrayed by the corporations. They want to do something fun. Keep it fun, fun, fun. Uh, definitely go you know, go to mlnation.net, put in search for Lynn, L-Y-N-N, and go check out her book, Success Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl, uh, and also the, all the other valuable stuff that she shared. Another thing I want to you know, just share is just it's so cool that you know, when Lynn shared that she was one of the like, uh, kind of anomaly, a very unique breed back in the day, like in 1990, like 26 years ago, where she was one of the few people who had a successful corporate career. She basically made equivalent of like a six-figure income, gave that up to go to do, 
you know, direct selling. Well, nowadays, I've even heard on the show, there's a lot of people who had six-figure incomes, right, who gave that up to do network marketing, to do direct selling because they see the future. Well, back then, it was kind of rare. Now, it's very common. You have a lot of entrepreneurs who had six, seven-figure businesses, traditional business, but they got burnt out or the economy wasn't good. They're looking for alternatives, and they got into network marketing. So, it, for me, that's really cool just to see how the industry profession has changed like that. Like, there's more... And, attracting more and more of these what I call S type of prospects and if you don't know what how to approach these people definitely check out my sponsoring workshop webinar it's an intense two hour webinar but um, and I actually have a little gift for you if you attend there pay attention to the end but it'll teach you how to invite these people who have successful corporate careers or business owners these are what I call the S type of prospects and, and you also learn to talk to the people who are like your peers and the people who are not as successful there's a script in there for you as well but go check that out at sponsoringworkshop.com uh, uh, but getting back to Lynn, never prejudge, never, never, never prejudge. If you looked, I mean, looked at her, she had a BMW, corporate car, six-figure income. You, would, Her neighbors, her friends probably never thought that she'd be interested. But good thing that her family member did because you never know what other people are thinking, right? Think about this, never prejudge. For, think about this. If you had like a serious just say a serious financial issue. Do you tell everyone about it? Maybe you missed the mortgage payment. Maybe you couldn't pay rent. Would you tell the people about it? Right? You wouldn't. Or maybe you were you felt that you're insecure at your job. Would you tell people about it? Would you tell your colleagues about it? Would you you wouldn't do that, right? So so your prospect, your friends were outside, but think about this. When you ask them how you're doing, they're probably saying, I'm doing great. I'm awesome. Right? But deep down they're not. And if you do health products, same thing. If they have like a medical tish- condition that's kind of embarrassing or they have issues, will they openly tell people about it? No. But if you ask them, hey, how are you doing? They say, oh, I'm doing good. Right? So again, you are private in many ways. I'm private. What kind of private? So you never know what people are thinking, what situation is that. That's why you have to approach everyone. You have to approach everyone. Never, never prejudge. And uh, Lynn was, yeah, someone on the outside that they're doing really well, but she was right timing for her. She came into the business. Another jewel that Lynn shared with three valuable lessons. That this is her worst moment. She got to the top of the company and boom, went down, right down to the bottom, thud like that. And she kind of like a pity party for one year because she wanted to quit. And then she realized three lessons. Number one, being an entrepreneur, there's no destination. And I'll share that with you too, you know. Uh, and you can write this down. Success is a letdown. The thrill is in the pursuit. It's the journey that makes it rewarding. And entrepreneurs, you're all going for more. So really, it's not about money. It's about your passion, your purpose, your vision, because that keeps you going. You never arrive as an entrepreneur. And if you ever feel that you have arrived, I'm telling you, you'll be in for a disappointment or you just won't be happy, right? Because, uh, you know, again, money doesn't make you happy. Money helps you do a lot of things, but it's really about the journey that keeps you going and becoming that person that appreciates that journey. And ML Nation, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, then you just need to keep growing. Okay, because as you grow, and I didn't understand it, I'm not following you, I didn't understand it when I first started, but you, it's a journey, it's a growth. And here's the, uh, uh, the ironic thing is, you know, when a lot of you joined network marketing, just like the way I joined, I was envisioning for that day on the beach, right? Where you sit on the chair with a little fan, you're drinking a drink with a little umbrella, sitting there relaxing, taking a vacation forever, and you may even show those images in your presentation, but I'm telling you, if I did that for two weeks, I'll be bored. I mean, two weeks is great. More than that, for a month or two months, I'll be bored out of my mind because it goes back to, you know, you have a passion, you have a purpose. You listen, you have a bigger vision. You take a two, three-week break, is good, but you want to come back and do it and come back 
and go for more. It's the same thing with top performers like NBA play, basketball players or uh, football play, soccer players. You know, they're tired. They want to break. They get off season, but the next season they're coming back for more because they want to achieve more. It goes back to the purpose and and the vision. Uh, it's the same reason why people like Mark Zuckerberg they don't retire. They keep going. They have all the money in the world. Warren Buffett they keep going. Bill Gates they have they keep doing. They never just retire. And so entrepreneur uh, like Lynn says is never final des- destination. It's a journey. You never arrive. Second thing is failure is an event. It's not you. So if you haven't been successful yet, it's just an event. You have a lot of events. That does not define you. It's just things that happen. All right? And failure is part of the success process. And I couldn't agree more because the only reason I am where I'm doing right now, I failed millions of times. I would say that million, that's an exaggeration, but literally thousands of times in network marketing. People said no to me. I had ideas that didn't work out. Even ML Nation, for me to be able to share this at episode 155, almost the second season, all right, three episodes a week, uh, I failed many times in terms of my coaching and training business in order to be where I am today. So third thing is ego is the biggest destroyer of your dream. And it's it's true because when you have a big ego, you start complaining, criticizing other things. Well, the solution is always inside in you, right? The biggest competitor is always you. You're the person. You're the obstacle. And once you, once you accept that, the, solu- the good news is the solution is always there. You just have to look inward, change a few things, because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Change a few things, change the way you think, and then you see the solution. So anyway, that is it. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Awesome show. This is something you definitely want to listen to again, especially making events fun. Uh, go to mlnation.net, connect with Lynn. Just search for Lynn on the search bar. Check out her book. And uh, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. That ha- motivates the team with five people that put these shows together and uh can't believe we're almost at the end of the first season we're about to go to the season uh, one more episode to go before we hit episode 157 and so thank you so much for listening thank you for sharing with your friends thank you for that um it has really been fun for me and there is special episode coming up season two so stay tuned. Be there in a couple of days. So anyway, ML Nation, thank you for listening. Thank you for what you do. And remember, we are in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.